Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I'm so excited to be here. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, home of Southern Sports, out of Noonan, Georgia. And we have got a jam-packed show today. I'm going to have my NFL 32 teams in 32 days as I'm going to preview the Jacksonville Jaguars. But we did have an all-star game last night as the National League snaps a nine-year drought and defeats the American League. I'll get into that. Right now, while I'm recording this, Christopher Eubanks is going to be playing in a quarterfinals match, and it will be finished by the time this show airs. But I will get into the journey for one Christopher Eubanks playing at Wimbledon. And the ESPYs are tonight. It's an award show that I enjoy watching, rooting for Brock Purdy to win Best Breakthrough Athlete of the Year. I will get into all of the categories for nomination. But let's go ahead and get right into the show. This is episode 661, just in case you keep score at home. And I'm going to start with the MLB All-Star Game held in Seattle. Last time it was in Seattle was 2001. Cal Ripken Jr. ended up winning the most valuable player. It was the last All-Star Game for Cal Ripken Jr. and Tony Gwynn. Two Hall of Fame incredible players. I remember watching that in the summer of 2001. And it was incredible. But this All-Star Game, it was a pitcher's duel. The American League had the 2-1 to lead going into the 8th inning. Elias Diaz, the catcher for the Colorado Rockies, hits a 2-run blast. And the National League wins the game 3-2. to But it was exciting at the end. Craig Kimbrell had two runners on base. He strikes out Jose Ramirez. I know the fans... We're hoping that Julio Rodriguez would just walk it off with a home run in the bottom of the ninth. But Craig Kimbrell comes in and shuts the door. Man, that Phillies closer, he has been just incredible for the Phillies. And he's had a great career. I mean, the former Atlanta Brave has got some great stuff. And Elias Diaz, he wins the All-Star MVP. And the National League defeat the American League for the first time since 2012 next year's all-star game is going to be in texas but everybody had their eyes on shohei Atani. this was the showcase player he did not pitch because he had a blister on his finger and i loved the players getting mic'd up freddie freeman had some sense of humor out there and you had mookie betts who was also mic'd up and the Braves, they represented with the eight all-star appearances for the Atlanta Braves team. The San Francisco Giants closer, Camilo Duvall, picked up the win as he did pitch in the ninth. J.D. Martinez did go two for two. And it truly was a pitcher's duel. Only nine hits for the National League, seven hits for the American League. Felix Batista from the Baltimore Orioles ended up taking the loss. He was the one that gave up the two-run homer to Elias Diaz. And so with the All-Star game and the first half complete, all eyes turn on the second half of Major League Baseball. Now the games won't start until Friday. They'll have a couple of days off. But the Atlanta Braves, best record in the majors, 
60 and 29, taking on the Chicago White Sox on Friday on ESPN Plus. And looking at the first half of the season for the Atlanta Braves, your leading home run leader is Matt Olson with 29 home runs, and he also leads the team with 72 runs batted in. And a surprising Ozzy Albies with 22 home runs and 63 runs batted in. He was a well-deserved all-star. And Ronald Acuna Jr., incredible year, 21 home runs and 41 stolen bases. He's on pace for 38 home runs and 75 stolen bases. That has not happened in the major leagues. And he also has a 331 batting average. If you look up and down this roster for the Atlanta Braves, I actually think that the Braves players that didn't make the All-Star team has contributed, like Marcelo Zuna and Eddie Rosario. Travis Darno, another non-All-Star that has competed. And Kevin Pillar, he can come off the bench, and he's done a great job. And I can't believe they're doing this without Von Grissom. He was on the DL. Max Freed, Dylan Dodd, Kyle Wright. And how about the pitching? Bryce Elder has a 7-2 record with a 2.9 earn run average. Spencer Strider, 11-2 with a 3-4-4 earn run average. And Charlie Morton with a 9-6 record with a 3-4-3 earn run average. These have been your top three starting pitchers this season. The next starter that has pitched the most innings pitched is Jared Schuster. And then your closer, Rysel Iglesias with 16 saves and also A.J. Minter, the setup man. And then your long reliever, Michael Tonkin, with 44 innings pitched. He's got a 2.66 ERA. And can you imagine if Mike Soroka comes back to his form two years ago and becomes a dominating ace, how dangerous the Braves are going to be? They are the odds-on favorite to win the World Series. And I am looking forward to the Braves in the second half as they try to continue getting home field advantage, as that is the goal. Because you have home field advantage, you could set up your pitching staff, and they can make a deep run into the postseason. But it's really not just about the starting pitching. It's about the bullpen as well. All right, let's talk about the Sunbelt Baseball League because we have a full slate of games going on today. Starting at 5.05, the Gainesville Gold Diggers traveling to Georgia State for a doubleheader to take on the Atlanta Blues. This is a makeup from a rainout on Monday. Same with the Chattahoochee Monsters. They have a doubleheader at Legion Field first pitch 5.35 against the Alpharetta Aviators. They will play two games against the Aviators. The Waleska Wild Things taking on the Brookhaven Bucks. First pitch 635 at Oglethorpe University. And the Columbus Chattahoots back at Kennesaw State University trying to go for the sweep. And the season series over the Atlanta Crackers as they lead that series 3 to nothing in a rematch of the semifinal playoff game last season. The Columbus Chattahoots have played the Crackers very well this season. And right now, looking at the Sunbelt Baseball League standings, you have the Columbus Chattahoots that are currently a half game behind the Gainesville Gold Diggers as they get ready for a showdown this weekend at Historic Golden Park. Battle for first place in the Sunbelt Baseball League. First pitch, 7.05 on Friday, and you can catch the game on 
and 99.1 here in Noonan. All right, so I'm doing this show early in the morning, so I'm not going to be able to give you updates from Wimbledon, but I just want to let you know that Christopher Eubanks is going up against the fifth-seeded Medvedev on ESPN at 9.30 in a couple of hours. I will break down the highlights of this on tomorrow's show. All right, it's time for that first break. When we come back, I'm going to break down the ESPYs. You don't want to go anywhere. It's a sports beat with Richard Holdridge. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bug, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Fridays, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. <sighs> Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. You are listening to us on Home of Southern Sports, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Yes, this is July. This is typically when people go on vacation. And we have SEC Media Days next week. That's going to be up in Nashville. In two weeks, we'll have ACC Media Days. And that is going to be in Charlotte. And I'm going to break down everything college football related. But tonight... We do have a very special award show, and it is an award show that is intriguing. I watch it. I don't know if people think it counts. I mean, it's put on by ESPN. It's been going on for 30 years, and it started back in 1993, and it was a very iconic sporting event because of Jimmy V and his speech, which still, to this day, gives me chills. 
But we do have a list of nominees for Best Play, Best Team, Best Breakthrough Athlete. The ESPY Awards are going to be held in Los Angeles tonight. I think it was pre-recorded, but I'm not sure. I'm going to read off the nominees, and I'm going to make my selection of what I think is going to win. Now, I did not see the original broadcast. This might have been pre-recorded. I have no idea. But the best athlete, you got Nikola Jokic from the Denver Nuggets, Aaron Judge from the New York Yankees, Patrick Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs, and Lionel Messi from Argentina. I think it's going to be a popularity contest, and I think that Patrick Mahomes ends up winning best male athlete, even though Nikola Jokic is fresh on everybody's mind. But I still think Lionel Messi, after all these nominees, I think Messi is is the best athlete. Aaron Judge has kind of gotten forgot about. That was last year's baseball season, although he had an incredible home run effort last year. Best women's athlete, Michaela Schriffen for ski, Sophia Smith for the Portland Thorns. That's a soccer team out of the NWSL. Iga Swadek from tennis and Asia Wilson from the Las Vegas Aces. I think Asia Wilson's going to win this. I mean, look at what Las Vegas is doing. Already with 20 wins, 20-2 and two in the WNBA, and she is one of the best players in the WNBA. Best breakthrough athlete, Caitlin Clark from Iowa. You know, she did get Iowa to the championship game. You got Angel Reese from LSU. I can't wait till those two go off in the WNBA. Julio Rodriguez, who really stepped up big the 40-40 club player from last season and got a huge ovation in the All-Star game yesterday. And how cool would it be if he would have walked that one off? But I think Brock Purdy is going to get best breakthrough athlete. The quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers led the 49ers to the NFC Championship game where he got hurt in that first quarter and the biggest what if if he was able to finish that game healthy would the 49ers beat the Eagles in the NFC championship we will never know he is undefeated when he starts and finishes a game best record-breaking performance you got Novak Djokovic winning his 23rd Grand Slam title in the French Open you got LeBron James surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the NBA career scoring record. Michaela Griffin breaks the record for the most World Cup victories with their 87th win. Max Verstappen from Red Bull wins the Mexican Grand Prix, breaking record for the most wins in a season. I think this is going to go to LeBron James because, you know, he is L.A. The ESPYs are in L.A. I would not be shocked if LeBron didn't win this award. Best championship performance. You got Leon Edwards from the Ultimate Fighting Challenge. I'm the only person out there that's calling it the Ultimate Fighting Challenge. All the UFC fans are calling it UFC. He defeats Kamaru Osman, fifth round KO to win the UFC welterweight title. Nikola Jokic winning the NBA Finals MVP for the Denver Nuggets. Lionel Messi for Argentina, having two goals and scored the penalty shootout to win the man of the match in the golden ball as a FIFA's best player in the World Cup. Rose Zane from the LPGA, defeating Jennifer Kupko in the two-hole sudden-death playoff. And I think that Lionel Messi 
is going to win this best championship performance because it is the World Cup. Everybody was seeing it. That World Cup final was awesome. I think that Nikola Jokic has had a great NBA Finals MVP, but he had help. He did have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Best comeback athlete, John Jones from UFC. Jamal Murray from the Denver Nuggets. You know, he came back from that torn ACL. Alyssa Thomas from the Connecticut Sun in the WNBA. Justin Verlander, remember he missed the entire 2021 season for the Houston Astros because uh, of injury. And a lot of Astros fans think that that was the reason why they did not win the World Series. But he's coming back and he ended up having a very strong year for the Astros in 2022 going 18-4 and four with a 175 earned run average and now he plays for the Mets and I know the Astros are regretting giving up Verlander and the Mets ended up paying big money for him all right best play I love best play this is awesome the Michael Block hole in one in golf the Justin Jefferson catch of the century yeah it's really not doing any justice because I can't show these highlights Ali Lemos with the perfect corner to tie the national championship game in the NCAA. And Trinity Thomas's perfect 10 tying all-time NCAA record. I think that's in gymnastics. All right. I think Justin Jefferson ends up winning this one. But I think that Justin Verlander wins the comeback athlete of the year. Best team. All right. You got the Denver Nuggets from the NBA. The Georgia Bulldogs from the College football winning back-to-back titles. The Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. The Las Vegas Aces, a dominant WNBA team. The LSU Tigers winning the Women's College Basketball Championship. The Oklahoma Sooners winning the College World Series in softball. And then the Vegas Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup. If you look at dominant team from start to finish, I think that the Oklahoma Sooners were the most dominating team. But a lot of the people who vote on this probably are familiar with Denver or the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think that George is going to get a lot of votes because a lot of people who vote on this are not really big college football fans. All right, so best college team athlete, Zach Eady. I mean, if you saw him at Purdue, he had such a great year. But Duncan McGuire from Creighton, a soccer player. Brendan O'Neill, Duke Lacrosse. And then Caleb Williams, who is projected to be the 2024 overall draft pick for the USC Trojans. Best college male athlete will probably go to Zach Eady. All right, so the best college women's athlete, Jordy Ball for Oklahoma softball, Caitlin Clark for Iowa women's basketball, Izzy Skane from Northwestern Lacrosse, and Trinity Thomas, that Florida Gators gymnast. I think Caitlin Clark ends up winning this one. Best Athlete with a Disability, Erica McKee, the sled hockey team, Zach Miller, snowboarding, Aaron Pike, wheelchair racing and cross-country skiing, and Susanna Scaroni, wheelchair racing. Not going to pick a winner on this because they are all winners. I I think this is a really cool category. I'm glad that they added it. Best NFL Player, Nick Bosa, the San Francisco 49ers, Jalen Hurts, the Eagles, Justin Jefferson, the Vikings, and Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs. Probably going to give this to Patrick Mahomes because he is the limelight, the SBs. He's going to be there in attendance. You know they're going to give it to him. 
Best Major League Baseball player, Paul Goldschmidt for the Cardinals, Aaron Judge from the Yankees, Shohei Itani from the Angels, and Justin Verlander from the Astros. You know, they're talking about the 2022 season, and I think Aaron Judge is going to win that one. Best NHL player, Jonathan Marchessault from the Vegas Golden Knights, Connor McDavid from the Edmonton Oilers, David Pasternak from the Boston Bruners, and Linus Ilmark from the Boston Bruins. It's going to be Connor McDavid. He is the best player in the NHL by far. And then you have the best NBA player, Jimmy Butler from the Miami Heat, Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers, Nikolai Jokic from the Denver Nuggets, and Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics. It's going to be Jokic. He's going to win this one. Best WNBA player, Skylar Diggins-Smith from the Phoenix Mercury, Candace Parker from the Chicago Sky, Brianna Stewart from the Seattle Storm, and Asia Wilson from the Las Vegas Aces. Asia Wilson's going to win Best WNBA Player by far. Best Driver, here we go. We got Brittany Force from the NHRA, Kyle Larson from NASCAR, Joseph Newgarden from IndyCar, and Max Verstappen from the Formula One Racing. And I think Brittany Force is going to win that one. Probably Kyle Larson. I know about NASCAR. I mean, come on. Best UFC fighter, Leon Edwards, John Jones, Islam, Makovic, and Amanda Nunez. No idea. I don't watch UFC. Best boxer, Gervonta Davis, Devin Haney, Clarissa Shields, and Shakur Stevenson. I don't even recognize any of these. I mean, where's the, the Mike Tysons of the world, the Lennox Lewis? I mean, this is when I was a boxing fan, but that's neither here nor there. Best soccer player, Itana Bomani from Spain. Erlig Holland from Norway, Lionel Messi from Argentina, and Sophia Smith from the Portland Thorns. Man, we got to get her in a Columbus Rapids jersey when she's toward the end of her WNSL career. Best golfer, Wyndham Clark, Kelly Corda, John Rahm, or Scotty Scheffler. Well, it's going to be one of those two that has won a major, either Wyndham Clark or John Rahm. Seriously, I have no idea. All right, best tennis player. Man, we can't we can't add Christopher Eubanks to this list. Carlos Alcaraz, Novak Djokovic, Arena Sabalenka, and Iga Segwick. Yeah, I think Novak Djokovic is going to end up winning that one. All right, so that was the SB nominees. Going to watch the SBs probably on replay, maybe tomorrow when I got time. Yeah, come on. It's a slow sports day. Really, th- this is the slowest sports week and this is the slowest sports day we'll be back with my nfl teams 32 teams in 32 days i'm going to preview the jacksonville jaguars you don't want to go anywhere it's a sports beat wishbone fried chicken is back in a brand new location 31 jackson street sweet a here in noonan same great taste the best chicken around fish dinners open monday through saturday 10 30 a.m to 4 p.m Dine in, take out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken, right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around, so great, Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31, Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Got mold? Call the Mold Man, specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. 
Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern. You'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh, right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy, because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Mm, Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. And I'm just happy to be here as I break down 32 NFL teams in 32 days. Man, I got this party started last week talking about the Atlanta Falcons going through the NFC South. Now I'm going through the AFC South. And I'm here to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I got family members who are Jaguars fans. This is a very important show. I'm going to make sure that they listen to this because there is a lot of hope and optimism for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not since the 2017 season with Saxonville, the Jaguars have had this much hype. Is the Urban Meyer year in the rear view mirror? Because that was an absolute debacle. And that was in 2021. It was a circus hiring Tim Tebow as a tight end. It was absolutely crazy. Trevor Lawrence, I didn't know if he was going to be this good. And Trevor Lawrence just came out and was one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. The Jaguars went to 9-8. and eight. They won the division. And they played the Kansas City Chiefs tough. And they also had a huge come-from-behind victory over the Los Angeles Chargers, 31-30, to when they were down 27 to nothing. An incredible comeback. So they're going to build off that momentum coming into the 2023 season. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the depth chart, and I'm going to take a look at the schedule, and I'm going to make a prediction of where they are going to be. First of all, they've upgraded. Big time by getting Calvin Ridley. Also, I think the big surprise is going to be Callaway's Tank Bigsby, who's going to come in to back up Travis Entian. 
And Trevor Lawrence has got weapons all around his offense. Evan Ingram is a very underrated tight end. You got Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. The wide receiving core for the Jacksonville Jaguars is very underrated. And their defense, I mean, what can you say about their defense? Their pass rusher, Josh Allen. They got Trayvon Walker, the overall number one draft pick. Their defense is going to be very underrated. And they got a Super Bowl winning coach. So let's go ahead and look at the depth chart. The quarterback is Trevor Lawrence. You know, his backup is C.J. Beathard, the former 49ers quarterback. And probably not going to see any snaps because Trevor Lawrence is a type of player that doesn't get hurt. You know, knock on wood. I know Jacksonville Jaguars fans are going to hate me if he ends up getting injured. But he does have Travis Ntien, who came back from that injury, had a pretty decent season. I picked him up on my fantasy team. Derek Parrish is a fullback. He's a newcomer. Antoine Harrison the right tackle, newcomer to the team, Brandon Scherf, the right guard, Luke Fortner, Ben Barch, and Walker Little. I mean, they have a pretty decent offensive line, but Trevor Lawrence with his mobility doesn't really need a top five offensive line. He is great just the way he is. And his receivers, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, and Christian Kirk. I know they gave all that money to Christian Kirk, but he could step up when needed. And now looking at the Jaguars' defense, on that defensive front, you got Roy Robertson-Harris, Devon Hamilton, Florenzu Fakowski, and Josh Allen. And then Foye Okuam, the former Atlanta Falcons linebacker, Devin Lloyd, playing in that middle linebacker spot. And then Trayvon Walker, who's listed as an outside linebacker. He's going to try to get to the quarterback. Your secondary, the former Georgia cornerback, Tyson Campbell. Rashad Jenkins is a safety. Andre Sisco is a free safety. Darius Williams is the other right corner. And Trey Herndon is your nickel corner. And so let's break down the schedule. I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars have an easy schedule, and they are my pick to at least get a number one seed. I don't know what would happen if they'd play the Chiefs or the Bengals in the playoffs or even the Bills. I think that playoff experience does matter when you get into the postseason. But they start things on the road against the Indianapolis Colts, and they are going to show all the NFL fans out there that they are for real. They win this game, and I think they win this comfortably. Because then they got to turn around. Probably one of the biggest games in Jacksonville history, Week 2, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. They're already listing the Chiefs as a three-and-a-half favorite on the road. This is the power of Patrick Mahomes on the road. And even though they're trying to figure out kinks in September, Andy Reid has a very great record in September. And this is also the battle between two former Philadelphia Eagles head coaches and mentors. You know, you got Andy Reid as a mentor to Doug Peterson. This is going to be the game that I'm probably going to watch in week two. This is a can't-miss game. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff start. That has got to be the CBS game with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Probably not because it's at 1. I think the Chiefs end up winning this because the Chiefs find a way to win these big-time games, and so the Jaguars will be 1-1. One and one. Back at home, the Jaguars are going to look great against the mediocre teams. I think they're going to have a huge advantage over the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud, a rookie quarterback, he's coming in with his third start. And they end winning that. They'll be 2-1. and one. And then they travel across the pond to take on the Atlanta Falcons, which I think they're going to win this game. And they're going to be 3-1. and one. 
and then another international series. So they're probably just going to stay put across the pond, taking on the Buffalo Bills. So Jacksonville is going to have two back-to-back international series, and they're going to lose that game. So they'll be three and two. Back at home, taking on the Indianapolis Colts. I believe that's going to be a win. So I got them, what, four and two? All right. A short week, Thursday night in New Orleans. I actually said that the Jaguars are going to win this one because, you know, when I was picking the Saints, I had them uh, penciled in for a loss. But bear with me. If If you go back into previous shows, and if I said the Saints won, and on this show, I say the Jaguars win. You can just correct me later. I mean, it's a toss-up game. I mean, the Jaguars could win. They could lose. For sake that I don't have time to just go back and just listen to my show, I think the Jaguars win here. So what we got? Uh, all right, 5-2, and two, taking on the Steelers team, which is going to be much improved. I think this is where the Jaguars end up losing to the Steelers to be 5-3. and three, And then they take on the 49ers. I think the 49ers are on a mission. They are a great team. And I think the Jaguars end up losing at home because this is going to be a home game for the 49ers. you got to understand that the 49ers, faithful, they travel, and that sea of red is going to pack Jacksonville. So they'll be 5-4 and four back at home against the Tennessee Titans, winning that game 6-4, and four, and then they win the Texans 7-4, and four, and then... Another big Monday night football game. The Jaguars on Monday night football. This is incredible. Taking on Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. But I think that it's a big primetime game. And I think that it's, you know, it's going to be Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be a rematch of the 2020 National Championship game between LSU and Clemson. Joe Burrow taking on Trevor Lawrence. But I think the Cincinnati Bengals, cooler heads prevail and the Bengals get the win. And then the Jaguars coming over to the dog pound to take on the Cleveland Browns. I think they end up winning this game. And that pushes their record to 8-5. and five. And then they take on the Baltimore Ravens for a Sunday night football game. And this is crazy that the Jaguars finally on some primetime games. Trevor Lawrence going up against Lamar Jackson. And I think they win this game to go to 8-5. and five. And then they travel not too far, just down I-4 to Tampa, Florida, where they'll take on the Buccaneers, and I think they end up winning this game. And right now their record stands at 10-5 and with two games left to go. Week 17 taking on the Carolina Panthers in a battle between the 1995 expansion teams. I think the Jaguars end up winning that game. And then they end up beating the Tennessee Titans on the road. Remember, I had the Titans on the show yesterday. I talked about this could be a game for playoff implications. But I actually think that the Jacksonville Jaguars will finish the regular season with a 12-5 record. They win all their games in the division. They are much improved. And depending on what they do against the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 2, that game could be huge for home field advantage because that could be a game where it could be a tiebreaker. Because, no, I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to go 15-2 and or 16-1 and because they got a tough division. And sometimes they have to work things out. But I still think the Chiefs are one of the favorites. The Bengals, the Bills, the Jaguars are up there with them. 
If you look at the top four teams in the AFC, the Jaguars have to be in the top four. Oh, that was a lot of fun. 32 NFL teams in 32 days. Don't forget, tomorrow I'm going to talk about the Houston Texans. And how good is C.J. Stroud going to be for Houston? And really, this is D'Amico Ryan's first year, the former defensive coordinator for the 49ers. So, yeah, I, I got some ties. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Houston. And, and, you know, I'm familiar with some of their players. All right, that's it. That's our show. Stay tuned for Braves Country Today with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. And I want to thank Ryan O'Neill back at the station. This has been a very successful show. Don't forget to tune in to tomorrow's episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I hope everybody has a great rest of your day. And I'm out of here. Bye. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs? and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey, everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Crispin. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
The Alvary Sonoy Fellowship is an expository Bible teaching church where we study the Word of God line by line and we apply it life by life. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on WQEE and we look forward to having you join us. Our church offices are located in Sonoy, Georgia, 6855 East Highway 16, Suite 102, Sonoy, Georgia. If you'd like to call us, our number is 770-755-8243. Or you can reach me, I'm Pastor Bob, at bob at calvarysonoy.org, S-E-N-O-I-A. You also can go to our website at www.calvarysonoy.org. You can reach our YouTube channel there, as well as our Facebook page. Join us at 10 o'clock right here on WQEE. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.